We're going to call Jeff Abagov, and we're going to call him on Jeff Abagov. I have so many numbers on this guy. And here we go. Let's turn on that part. There's the phone is ringing. The telephone is ringing. You got me on the run. I'm driving. Hello? Is it Jeff? Yes. Is it Jeff? Are we on the air? We're on the air. Okay. We just we you know what? We just jump right in. You know okay. what? And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you um don't know, uh you want to know. And so now I'm gonna inform you that the other voice that you hear besides mine at this moment is uh, television producer, a screenwriter, and novelist Jeff Abagov. He has two great books out, by the way. If you're looking for fun summer reads, and they are uh, Time Travel, fun, fun and Profit, and Zombies versus Aliens versus Vampires versus Dinosaurs. Did I get that right? It's for love and profit. What did I say? Time Travel for love and profit. What did I say? I think you said fun. Oh, okay, for love and profit. Fun, love, you know, some people just, uh, they make love for fun. So, um, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for... If but you got the hard one, you got the hard one right. And that's hard for me because I, I suffer from uh, listexia. So, um, that's how bad my case is that I say that wrong as well. So, um, anyway, we got you on the phone. People go, uh, people ask me before to go, why do you just call us right on the air? Because I've often found that the best information or the best part of the interview is in the pre or post interview. Uh, because people are a little more loose, and I'm hoping we can capture that here. Uh, how are you this morning? You live uh, in sunny Southern California. Is it sunny? Is it Southern? It is sunny, and it is Southern. Yesterday was a, a tad Northern, but today is full-blown Southern. You know, the weird thing is we've had a very cool week all week. Here, well, because you're a cool guy. I, I, I'm hip, slick, and cool. I'm a cool cat. <laughs> I'm a cool cat. I wear, I wear my sunglasses at night, um, mainly because the glare of the lights now hurts my eyes. Um, but we've had, we've had a, a, an unseasonably cool week here in uh, Arizona. Uh, and, I, and I was able to tell my wife at the beginning of the week, I said, it's going to be cool all week. She said, how do you know that? I go, because I'm at that age where you watch the Weather Channel now and go, I need this information. So, <laughs> and what are you... <laughs> Where you live, it's, it's still fairly cool in the morning, even in the middle of the summer, isn't it? You get a uh, marine layer? Where I live right now, I, I only moved here in December, so I haven't lived here in this area in, through the summer yet. So, yeah, so yeah uh, you, you don't really have the, the knowledge or information? No. Man, if I was... But, it's, <laughs> but the thing about the weather here, I don't know why we're talking about the weather. It's like, well, I am Canadian, but you're not. So, anyway... Um, the uh, even when it's been a little chilly here, the sun is so it's like the air is cold, but the sun is, sun is warm, so it kind of cancels itself out. It's really nice, even when it's cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, hence the appeal of so that's why so many people uh, Southern California is so appealing. So many people have moved there; it's no longer appealing. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the old uh, Yogi Berra line yeah. about uh, he picked up. 
a friend of his at the airport talking about where they're going to have dinner. The friend mentioned someplace, and Yogi says, uh, oh, no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> I was on my way to your house a few months ago from the San Fernando Valley, and I was on the 405. I was doing three, and I'm not exaggerating, three miles an hour for about 10 minutes, and Siri told me, uh, you are on the fastest route. <laughs> Three miles an hour is yeah. the fastest route. Yeah, you don't want to do that drive during the day. No, and this was smack dab in the middle of the day. But, you know, here's the good news about it. At the end of the drive, I was at the beach. Yes. So even though, it, you know, if, if you're driving three miles an hour for four hours, and at the end of it is, you know, like a prison sentence or something. That's, that's bad. But at the end of that drive, you, you, I immediately forgot about the frustration of the drive. Right. Now, the question is, do you feel like that when you finish a project? When you finish a screenplay, a script, a book, when you're finished with it, does all the frustration kind of go away? Wow, that's a big question. Uh... Well, there's a lot of feelings that go, occur at the end, and like a lot of different feelings. But one, I'm not usually frustrated while I'm writing. Like that wouldn't be of, of many of the painful things that occur when writing. Frustration isn't one of the big ones. I mean, yes, you come across problems and you don't know how to solve them, but then you solve them and you move on. Um, one of the things I find, because I am so immersive as a writer, and it's like I just, you know, some people are much more disciplined than, my, than I am. I just, like, pour myself into it and kind of ignore everything else in life. And there's often this feeling, that, especially towards the end, you know, what am I missing? I'm missing life. There's, like, this whole great party going on, and everyone's out there laughing and joking and drinking and having a great time, and I'm stuck here doing this, and then I finish, and it's like, oh, there's really, there's no party. There's still, like, nothing to do. I know. You told me that one time at dinner. I said, you go, you, I've been writing and writing and writing and writing. He goes, and I get, I get worried that there's all this stuff going on, and I'm missing it. And by the way, you and I were sitting in an all-night diner in uh, Van Nuys, so... That was proof there was nothing going on. <laughs> and we were there early. Um, and then the other, the other, the other feeling that, is, that occurs the moment you officially say, I'm finished. Because up to then, you're like, I think this is really good. I think this is really good. Oh, this doesn't work. Oh, now it works. I think this is really good. The moment you finish, the moment you say you're not going to change anything anymore, fix anything anymore, there's a feeling of, is it good? Was I deluding myself this entire time? How do I know if it's good? I just did it. Yeah, so let me, let me ask you this. So, there's so much, and it's really just, my head just... But like, well, in terms of me, while I'm doing it, that, that feeling's never there, because, hey, if there's a problem, I could fix it. That feeling only arises once, okay, I'm done. Sorry, go, you were saying. You told me once, this was several years ago, and uh, you, may, you may not realize this, but a, a lot of things that, uh, uh, you know, in, in all of our conversations, you, you've said things that really stuck with me in a positive way. One was, get out of the business. But um, the other one, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. So uh, uh, also learn to spell. I think that was one of your, um, but you said to me one time, uh, I was talking to you about um, 
what you're thinking about. And you said for you, you really know, you go, when you're writing, you're not thinking and you love it when you get to a point where you're surprised with what the character does next, that you're so immersed in the story that it's actually coming from some other space, then I will now have the character do this, I will now have the character do that. Can you talk about that right. a little bit? Um, <coughs> excuse me, and I'm thinking more, what I'm saying is more about writing books than teleplays, because teleplays you have a very specific outline, and you almost have to because someone's paying you for it and they want to know what they're buying. Um, so, but writing books, I kind of have, like, I don't use an outline. I'll, have, I'll know, like, the beginning and the end and, like, signposts along the way. So I know I have to get from point A to point B, but I don't, I don't know how I'm getting there. And um, so just as the characters grow and take on their own life, sometimes it's like, oh, you did that. That's cool. And, yeah, I mean, just they start doing things and you start being surprised and it's almost as if someone's telling you the story and it's really wonderful it, on the other hand sometimes when the character takes on his own life um, you get to the point to do a thing for the story you implied and he wouldn't and he goes hey he be this guy became a guy who wouldn't do what I need him to do <laughs> So it, it, it almost beco it becomes actually real for you. Yeah, yeah. And there's two solutions. One is the easy one, and you cheat, and you just have them do it anyway. But the readers or the audience, I think, knows on a subconscious level, even someone who's not proficient in film criticism or TV criticism would just go, I, wait, he wouldn't do that. And that's what, I mean, the, the audiences feel a lot more than some writers give them credit for. Um, and the other, the hard way, the better way, is to go, okay, what else can he do that he will do to get him to where I need him next? Have you ever and been... And it's work, but it's fun work. Have you ever been like 100 pages into something and went, this is all garbage, and thrown all of it away and started over? No, but I've been very deep into something and said, like, this just isn't working, and I put it away. Fortunately, things are on computers now. You just save the file. You don't actually have to throw it out. <laughs> Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> and so, like, I kind of, so I will go, you know, this is, this, this doesn't seem good. It's not exciting me, and I'll just walk away from it, and maybe come back to it at another time. My short story, The Autobiography of At, which is also for sale on Amazon, started off as a novel idea, uh, as an idea for a book. It was going to be my first book, and I got a certain amount into it and realized that the premise, which is quite clever, I think, um, just didn't have legs. It didn't sustain to 250 pages. At a certain point, it was getting boring. Um, which, by the way, is the worst mistake a writer could make, is boring. Um, but uh, so, I, so I walked away from it, did something else, and months and months later, I went, wait a minute, it could be a short story. Now, I'd never written a short story at that time, but I'd never written a novel either. So I gave it a whirl, and the response seemed good. 
Fantastic. But that's to answer, do, do you ever walk away? Now, and yes. Another thing I wanted to ask you, because and it, it, it stems from a conversation we had this week, um, and you talked about being, um, I think you said, I don't know if it was immersive or compulsive, but you talked about how you go through, through long periods and write nothing and then throw yourself into something absolutely. Look, I know for a fact that it's almost impossible to get a hold of you during the day. I've explained to people, I go, I think what he does, I go, I've never been at his house during the day, like at one o'clock in the afternoon and witnessed it. But I said, it's like he gets up from his, you know, he gets out of bed, he makes coffee, this and that, and then he walks into another room in his house. And to him, that's like going to work and he closes the door and he writes for eight hours the way someone would do if they went to an office for eight hours and you don't answer the phone, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. and, and then you call me at midnight and then you want to talk for an hour. I'm like, ah, oh. but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you talked about being that, that sometimes you don't write anything and then you throw yourself into it. So if you're going to give a tip to a new writer, some writing, some writing instructors say, write a page. How, how do you complete a novel? and uh, write a page a day or set this goal for yourself. My feeling has always been if you don't do that, then you, uh, then you go, oh, I'm a failure and you don't write anything at all. What would you tell a beginning writer that was going to write, wanted to write a novel about the, um, facing that, that great mountain? Um, well, they have to write to be a writer. That part's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> think, thinking... Um, of yourself as a writer without writing is not writing. I could maybe do it now because I've written a lot and I could say I'm in between things and people believe me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so um, a page of for one, I mean, yes, it's decent advice, but like that wouldn't work for me. I know people who do that or instead of like a page a day, maybe, you know, an hour a day, four hours a day, um, and this is like for new writers. Ultimately, I think they have to find what works best for them. And I think to some extent it's different for everybody. But yes, they have to apply some kind of discipline. I Even mean, if it's like in my case, a non-discipline discipline. So what is your discipline? <clears throat> I don't make any plans purposely. And I just say, okay, I'm going to do it, and eventually, if you're stuck home alone long enough with nothing to do, there's nothing else to do, may as well write. <laughs> you know, there was a, uh, a character, um, uh, we were watching uh, Goliath, which is uh, Amazon Prime's most binge show, I suppose, uh, I read, and, it had, and mainly because there's Billy Bob Thornton in it, um, it's, a, it's a, like a modern noir, uh, but there is a scene between him and John Savage, and John Savage is part of a group that is kind of kidnap Billy Bob and Billy Bob's there talking to John Savage who's playing like a total idiot and John Savage goes you're, you're a lawyer right and Billy goes yeah that's right and he goes uh, then you know about copyrights and he goes yeah he goes, he goes I, I've written a novel he goes yeah he goes it, 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 it's in my head but uh, can I copyright <laughs> and, and I have run across that I think you've run across it uh, the people that will tell you they find out you're a writer and they find out that you're at uh, some level in the business to go, I, I've got an idea. It's in my head, but you're a writer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think you said... Yes, and, cl <laughs> and clearly the writers of Goliath have experienced that too. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, why they put it put it in there? John Savage was amazing in it. He's like one of those actors that hardly ever acts anymore for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what he does, it's amazing. But I thought about you, and I thought about conversations uh, I've had where people people have come to me here in Arizona and they go, "You know, writers did write screenplays." They go, "I do," and I go, "Well, I'd like to talk to them because I have an idea." And you said something that uh, seemed snarky, but it wasn't, and it was funny about how people would come to you. And I think this is some of the best advice. This is why I'm sharing it. Something you said that is good advice for uh, people that want to write. People have come to you and go, you write television. You said yes. And they go, I have an idea for a television show. And you said, so do I. And that's why I got in the television business, so I could put my ideas on television. So... People have to then, there's this, there's this. I don't think I said, I don't think I ever said that. I may have said like, I'd like to say, but that, I don't think I ever said that to somebody, but go on. You may have said you'd like to say, but it was something you said yeah. that I go, that I'm glad that he said that he said that and said it to me because now I can say it when it needs to be said. Look, the thing is, <laughs> anyone could, if you define a writer as someone who writes, yeah. As opposed to a professional writer who's someone paid to write. If a writer is someone who writes, anyone could be a writer. Yes. All you have to do is write. Yes. But if you don't write, and if you've never written anything, I mean, what's the name? Um, to Kill a Mockingbird Woman. Harper uh, Lee. Author. Harper Lee. Harper Lee. Well, only wrote one book in her life. But it was To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't think anyone would say, well, she's not a writer. She wrote one thing, and it was brilliant. If you if you if you wrote your To Kill a Mockingbird, would you still write, or would you go? That's it. Uh, I I think I'd still write, and who knows? Maybe I have written my To Kill a Mockingbird, only no one's found it yet. I would. I, you know what? I think you would write too, because I I know a lot of people who uh, have been paid to write. I know a lot of people who've written a lot of different things, and of all the people that I've ever met who uh, write or have been paid to write or write um, uh, in various uh, mediums. You're probably the most writer writer I know. I think you're probably as clo- I think you're I think you're probably as close as I would ever get to a, a Dashiell Hammett like character, and that is a uh, compliment that you're probably uncomfortable with, or might even no one you would argue with me about. But um, <laughs> you are the kind of guy I go. You're wonderful. You go, I'm not really. Let me explain to you. Your, your premise is flawed. It, it, it's that inner conflict I have between being both an American and a Canadian at the same time. There you go. Well, let me tell you something. It's like, I'm the greatest thing ever, but I don't want anyone to know. It's rude. <laughs> Listen, we got to go. Uh, I, uh, okay. Within, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to be announcing uh, Jeff is going to uh, come to uh, uh, the greater Phoenix area. We have to say that because it covers the city of Scottsdale, city of Tempe, city of Maricopa, all this. So he's going to be coming to the greater Phoenix area, most likely to Tempe in the fall and uh, to do a, a talk and a seminar uh, on his novels and on writing that I think would be for anyone. There's a lot of uh, aspiring uh, authors and writers and screenwriters in the city. There truly are. And if you aspire to that, um, this is a man that you're going to want to uh, spend some time with. We'll be announcing it in a couple of weeks that you'll be gracious enough to uh, share your time in that way. So, um, uh, and one of the reasons we've been doing this is a series so people can get a, first off, you give them great stuff for free, but uh, 
when they get to meet you in person, they will uh, get so much more. So we're going to be announcing it in a couple of weeks. Okay, dope. Was that a question? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a it, it was a statement that you could have attached yourself to. Going, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> looking forward to meeting y'all. All right, Jeff. Uh, we will. And, and there's and there'll be no dress code. No, there'll be no dress code, and also no animals will be harmed during the presentation. Well, we still have to work that out with the lawyers. <laughs> All right, my friend. I will talk to you before, but we'll be back with you uh, next Friday on air. Jeff Abagov, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Bye, all. Thanks. Fantastic. I love talking to that guy. I just love talking to that guy. I, I, I can talk to him for hours. Uh, all right. That was a good interview. You know, um, is that you can, um, you could tell people uh, if, you've, uh, if you had an opportunity to listen live that uh, all these shows are downloaded later on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com where they live on in perpetuity. I think that's how you say it, in perpetuity. Uh, so um, uh, tell people about it because it's a great interview and especially anybody who's interested in the creative realm whatsoever, please, um, please have them listen because it's going to be of a benefit to them. We're going to take a brief break and then when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, so take a break, enjoy yourself, go to the bathroom, uh, snort whatever you snort, smoke whatever you smoke and come back to listen to that interview. We'll be right back. <laughs> 